Now on Bloomberg Radio. There's a lot going on around the globe, a lot of instability. It shows you there's still this notion that M&A is going to happen, that acquisitions are going to happen. Global business, finance, and tech news as it happens. Twitter in a Trump world. He's making an impact. It's a piece of Alibaba. It's an alternate Baba. Carol Messer. Corey Johnson. You're always cold. I am always cold. You're always cold. The girl so what difference does it make if it's a cold winter or if it's 90 degrees outside? You're still cold. It makes a difference. It doesn't make a difference to you. This is Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Yes, indeed, everybody. Welcome to the Meat Locker, because it's cold in my studio, and I'm always cold. No, no, no. This is Bloomberg Markets. I'm Carol Masser. Corey Johnson, my co-host, off today. It is Monday, September 25th, 2017. Coming up, we're going to talk about President Trump and the NFL. That relationship getting complicated. The latest in IPOs and uh, Amazon working with a restaurant delivery business. We've got the CEO of Olo to tell us about that relationship. A lot going on on this Monday. Let's get you going. Let's get you over to Charlie Pellet. And I thank you very much. Olo, that's where the markets are going. Moving lower right now with the S&P down 7 to 24.95, a drop there of three-tenths of 1%. This update is brought to you by J.P. Morgan Asset Management. They're committed to arming advisors with investment solutions to solve the toughest retirement challenges. Visit jpmorgan.com slash fun slash defend of the future jp morgan distribution services inc stock spell is selling in large cap tech shares intensified while treasuries advanced with gold after north korea ratcheted up tensions with the united states right now the s&p down seven to 24.95 down three tenths of one percent we've got the dow down 62 down three tenths of one percent nasdaq is down 60 down nine tenths of one percent the nasdaq 100 index heading for its steepest loss in five weeks Investors are also keeping an eye on Washington and the president's tax reform plans. Eric Nielsen is chief economist at Unicredit in London. I wouldn't call it tax reform. A few tax cuts probably on the corporate side uh, seems reasonable to assume, but... uh... I would I would reserve the word tax reform for something more comprehensive than than what I think is reasonable to expect out of the U.S. And a lot of Fed speakers today, among them Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago President Charles Evans, who says the Fed should wait for higher inflation before a rate increase. The 10-year up 8.30 seconds yield 2.22 percent. Gold up 10.88 the ounce, advancing eight tenths of one percent. And West Texas Intermediate crude up a dollar 45 a barrel. WTI at 52.11, up 2.9 percent. Should point out that Brent uh, Brent is at 58.84, higher by three and a half percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that Carol Masser is a Bloomberg Business Flash. It is indeed, Charlie Pellet. Thank you so much. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on this Monday. Carol Masser, my co-host Corey Johnson, uh, off today. Lots going on, and we're going to dig into it over the next next few hours. But right now, let's take a deeper dive into the financial markets on this Monday. With us, Dave Wilson, Stocks Editor at Bloomberg News, and Damian Sassauer. He's our fixed income strategist at Bloomberg Intelligence, follows very closely uh, the fixed income world in the emerging market uh, area. So we'll get to him in just a moment. Dave Wilson, let's start with you. What are we seeing in the stock market today? Well, it's an interesting kind of day in a sense because there's been so much talk this year about how, you know, it's basically just a few technology stocks holding up the market and broadly you're not seeing a whole lot of strength. And then you look at today, you see the technology index within the S&P 500 down one and a half percent. 
you figure, oh, stocks are going to take a, a real hit here. And we're looking at an S&P 500 down three-tenths of a percent. And in fact, basically half the uh, main industry groups in the S&P 500 are up. The other half are down. So it, it, it's interesting in the sense it's sort of – even though you've got a down market today, it tells you – at least to some extent, there's broad-based strength going on here. And then you look beyond that, actually, and you see uh, the equal-weighted version of the S&P 500, where smaller companies effectively count for more because, you know, if you're a Microsoft or, or whoever, mm-hmm. uh, an Apple, that you don't get the kind of additional weighting that you get within uh, the S&P 500 because it's based on market value. The equal-weighted S&P 500 set a record today. Wow. So what does that tell you, Dave? It tells you sort of the same thing as just looking across today's trading tells you is that there is sort of a broad-based demand for stocks. And on a day like today – where you're seeing the technology companies take a bit of a hit. I'm looking at the at the FANG stocks, as we like to call them. You've got Facebook and Netflix both down more than 4%. Uh, also, uh, Apple and Alphabet, the owner of Google, lower. So there are your FANGs. And yet, at the same time, I mean, the stock market's holding up relatively well. If you look at the S&P 500, certainly the equal weight version is telling you as much. All right. That's definitely a deeper dive into uh, U.S. Uh, equity markets. Let's also get uh, an in-depth view on what's going on in emerging market debt. Uh, as I mentioned, Damien Sassauer with us, fixed income strategist at uh, Bloomberg Intelligence. So kind of what's on your plate today and what you're focusing on, Damien? Thanks, Carol. Well, I mean, since the Fed last Thursday, I mean, it, the U.S. dollar, as we had previously discussed, has been rising since then. But now with oil. As I mean, almost at 60 here. I mean, if there's one thing you want to talk about supply and demand, Dave, if there's one thing you can't shake, it's the fact that there is demand for EM credit, right? And mm-hmm. so this morning we saw Saudi Arabia on the tape announcing that they may, in fact, do another issue this year. And let's, you know, rewind back to the fourth quarter of last year. That was the largest issuance on record in EM credit, $18 billion of new debt. U.S. dollar debt issued by Saudi Arabia last year, and then they did us a cook earlier this year. So to get them back in the market means two things to me. Number one, um, people are maybe concerned that the dollar is going to go higher and that rates are going to go up, which is what we learned last week. So and do number it two, now. and that's right, borrowing costs are going to go up off the back of that. Um, what does it tell you about the kind of overall health of the global markets, Damien? Well, in terms of technicals, which is really what's driving this market, supply and demand, right? I mean, there is still um, a lot of cash on the sidelines, right? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the tapering is yet to start here in the U.S. with any, you know, in any great length. And, and the ECB is way behind us and the BOJ after them. So, you know, there's a lot of cash available. There aren't as many um, places to put it and park it. And so EM debt, where, you know, you do have positive yields and, and positive real yields at that in most markets, uh, maybe an attractive place to uh, to hide out for a bit. I'm looking at your note, and you also write uh, unprecedented emerging market junk bond issuance fueled by China real estate. Yeah. That makes me a little nervous. Well, now we get to the other flip, right? <laughs> I mean, the issuers who are tapping the market here are not your finest high-grade issuers, right? We're looking at speculative. Word. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And, and, and China real estate is one area of the market where, I mean, you have speculative property issuance. I mean, I think the average yield was something on the order of 6.5% yeah. this year in new issuance. So so if you're looking for yield, that's where you may want to find it. But, um, you know, EM sovereigns, I mean, Nigeria, Pakistan, um, South Africa even is high yield now. I mean, you're seeing these speculative grade EM sovereigns come to market and there is quite a bit of demand for it. 
Interesting. Dave Wilson, come on back on the equity markets and the kind of things that we've got going on. We're going to hear from Fed speakers today, including Janet Yellen, um, I think today or tomorrow, forgive me. Uh, so we've got them out there following their Fed meeting last week. We're going to start to get into earnings, getting closer to that. Um, what are you kind of keeping a watch on? Well, I mean, one thing to watch out for is what companies are saying about the effect of the hurricanes on their business. Now, you know, we, we've had a couple of them today. PPG Industries is one example. Stock's actually up, though, so it's not like what they had to uh, to say about their business really had that, that bad of an effect. They're talking uh, earnings being down as much as $0.10 cents a share from what they would have expected for the third quarter. And when you figure analysts were looking for a dollar sixty and change, I mean, it's something. It's substantial, but not enough to really surprise anyone, which you know, I mean, let's face it, they were no doubt figuring in the effects of the storms uh, anyway. But that's going to be something to watch as we get closer to the reporting period coming up in mid-October. Hey, Damien, one thing I'm just thinking after our discussion. Uh, okay, so we are seeing the Fed, you know, start to move closer to, you know, a higher rate environment. But it's a slowly moving thing. Yeah. And the ECB is behind it and other global central banks, I feel like, are, you know, a little bit behind what, what the U.S. central banks. So what does that mean for emerging markets? Do, do they have – they still have room if they want to issue debt, correct? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, just fundamentally, I mean, the average current account uh, surplus for emerging market um, issuers, a sovereign that is, is 0.9% or that's expected uh, to be the case at the end of the year. But that's unchanged from last year. So, you know, you still have the bulk of the universe in uh, in surplus effectively. So, and, and that's unchanged, and it might even go up from there. So, fundamentally, from a sovereign perspective, there may be a case that became uh, a bullish narrative that can be made there. But you know, going to your point, you know, it's since last Thursday and since the 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 Fed meeting. Right. Um, yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting to see just how much tapering, uh, just how quickly the pace of tapering takes place. It's right. just going to, yeah. It's all, it's all relative, that's for sure, in yeah. terms of the pace. Uh, Damien Sassauer, thank you. Fixed income strategist <laughs> at Bloomberg Intelligence in our Bloomberg 1130 studio, along with our own Dave Wilson, stock editor at Bloomberg News. Dave's going to be back a little bit later on with his chart of the day and his stock of the day. All right, let's get a check on your latest world of national news headlines. It's over to Adrian Mitchell in our Bloomberg 991 newsroom in Washington. Adrian. <laughs> Thank you, Carolyn Corey. The Supreme Court has dropped the travel ban case from its argument schedule after the president issued a new ban. Bloomberg's Greg Storr says there's a good chance the high court will send it back to the lower courts. Or... They could basically just dismiss the entire case, saying it no longer has any ongoing importance, and leave it to the groups that are challenging this policy to file new lawsuits. Either way, the practical effect would be uh, that we're back fighting in places like the district court in, in Hawaii and the district court. In Maryland. The president's revised travel ban adds North Korea and Venezuela. The ACLU says it still amounts to a Muslim ban. North Korea's foreign minister says President Trump's statements are a declaration of war. He says North Korea has the right to shoot down U.S. warplanes, even if they're not in North Korean airspace. German Chancellor Angela Merkel says the nation's political parties must bridge their differences and form a new government. Stephen Isaacs of Alpine Capital Management says this is a win for her Christian Democratic Union-led bloc, but it isn't a victory. This is a terrible result uh, for the CDU. Uh, and I know this sort of nonsense about victory. I mean, yes, they sort of 
scraped over the line ahead of the even weaker performance by the socialists. But this is a very, very poor result. The election puts a significant far-right party in parliament for the first time since World War II. President Trump's call on Americans to boycott the NFL isn't having a clear impact in ratings. Mixed results in overnight ratings for the games. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Adrian Mitchell.